welcome to a podcast from Hope Church Glasgow. For more about us, check out hopechurchglasgow.org. Hello, hello, dear podcasters, and uh, nice to talk to you again. And I'm really quite provoked by how brainwashed we are being, and I want to talk about that. Uh, I, I want to help us not be, and and I maybe just want to help us not be by pointing out uh, places where maybe we have been, but also in that context, bring a perspective um, that I think could be helpful from from Scripture and from God on this. And before before COVID was really a thing in January, early January of 2020, God gave me some verses and. Although they had some personal application then, I was really feeling like, this often happens to me, like the beginning of the year, I get something and then I'm like, this is for this year and I didn't really know how it fit. And then we got into COVID and I thought, oh yeah, I could see how this could work. Now we're kind of coming into this, it's not post-pandemic really, is it? We are... We are in living living with this disease phase and coming a bit more back into normal life. It, it makes a lot a lot of sense what he spoke to me. And it's from Isaiah 61 and it's from the second half of verse 2 down to verse 7. And what I'm going to do is just remind you of this, of it in terms of the headings. And it says that, that he's going to give us beauty for ashes joy for mourning, praise instead of a faint spirit or a spirit of heaviness, that they may become, or we may become, oaks of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. And then they, interestingly, they shall build up the ruins and repair the ruined cities and the devastation of many generations. And he goes on to say that instead of shame, there'll be a double a double portion. Why, why do I feel even more now that this is relevant? Well, I, I think, first of all, the whole transformation, beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, praise instead of a faint spirit is really appropriate for most leaders and most believers in this season. It's been tough. It's been draining. Uh, it's probably true not just for believers and leaders. It's true for the whole population this sort of feeling of loss. I mean, there's been some terrible things people have to deal with, like losing loved ones, close family members, and not able to go to a funeral. So that extreme, people are still dealing with grief. Uh, and then there's lower levels of loss, loss of close times with friends, loss of income. You know, you've been in it too. We all know what, what I'm talking about. And it it leaves us tired or exhausted or it leaves us feeling that we've, our spirit is a little faint. Uh, maybe we're in a place of mourning. Maybe we're not feeling that beautiful. And that means we forgot who we were because he made us glorious in his image. And and what this, this prophetic scripture is promising, that, that God would do something. God would turn these emotions around. God would turn this atmosphere around inside us and around us that beauty would come instead of ashes we'd remember who we are that joy would come instead of mourning that 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 debilitating sense of of loss and weariness that happens with loss would be replaced by joy which we know is strength and its buoyancy and its motivation and that 
praise would come instead of a faint spirit or the spirit of a heaviness. And, and there is definitely a, a, a sigh in people's spirit. And there's also a spirit realm, if you like, a spirit realm attack on the body of Christ, which we'll, we'll talk about today. And, and yet God is going to turn that around. God's doing something. God is doing something. I, I can see it happening. This is this stuff that he spoke to me now more than a year and a half ago. Because ah, this is happening in some people. They're they're losing their 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 COVID faint spirit. They're losing their sense of just being in the ashes. And inside of them, it's not just their physical head coming. Inside of them, God is doing a thing. And maybe I'm speaking to you, and He's doing it in you right now. He's doing a turnaround. He's doing a resurrection of your spirit and your heart and your mind he's reminding you who you are he's picking you up he's turning you around he's cleansing the lenses of your eyes so that you can see with hope and joy the future and and not something that, that is negative um because we've been in a season we've been in a difficult season and and that season has caused many to get into places of deconstructing their faith many to wonder what is church what is the role of church should i connect to it and and, and other other things i could just profitably give my life to like my family or or, or, or other things but that's the product that's the product of the season we've been in that's the product of the season to some degree we are in where there's never been such an attack on church and Christianity, both over and subtle. And yet God is going to turn it around. And in a minute, we'll talk perhaps a little bit, unpack what it is we've, we've, we've been coming against or has been coming against us as believers. But, but I want to start with this, this hope-filled God turning it around, God turning your heart around, God turning my heart around. I've got weary leading a church in this environment has been exhausting. So many changes, trying to assess what's going on. No handbook, nobody's done it before. And and people who manage and lead businesses have had that same kind of process. So this scripture goes on that these people who've been turned around, this this transformation, beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, praise instead of the faint or heavy spirit become oaks of righteousness the planting of the lord that he might be glorified so this thing takes you this this effect that the lord does inside of us is to in moving us from one place from a negative place to a positive place produces solidity produces maturity inside of us that is immovable that's what oaks of righteousness now so it's this this it's a tough thing to go through, but when you come out of it and have that renewal, you become incredibly solid, righteous, mature, and immovable. But it doesn't stop there. And I think this, the next section now has become even more appropriate and meaningful to me as we've worked our way through this. So you can see we need to be renewed from the debilitating, exhausting, um, grieving, uh, depressing aspects of months and months of lockdown and disappointed Christmases and not seeing loved ones and on and on and on. We need renewal from that and he's doing it and he wants to do it. And as we open our heart to him, he'll do it for you. There's no exceptions. And out of that, we will be stronger. We will be more stable. 
And then this, this group of people who've gone through this experience that's been outlined by the prophet in Isaiah 61, they become the builders up of the ruins. They become the repairers of ruined cities. They're the ones that restore, restore the devastation of many generations. And the, 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 the truth is that the church across the nation is feeling a bit broken down. With a few exceptions, uh, surveys are showing like attendance, and we wouldn't be any different. Attendance is like 40% of what it was before. People are struggling to re-engage with church life. Now, there are some genuinely valid reasons still for that. We are in a pandemic. I, I utterly understand that. Some people still need to be very careful uh, because they can't afford to be pinged or they can't afford to to the risk if they if they're immunosuppressed or whatever they've got to be super careful so but that doesn't account for 60 percent of the people who are not showing up currently to the in-person meetings that are happening across the uk uh that represents many many thousands many many thousands of believers and i believe there's something coming on those who are in, being engaged with by the spirit to have their hearts renewed, beauty for ashes, joy for mourning, praise instead of a faint spirit, where they just become solid now, immovable. They become the rebuilders of the future church. They become the rebuilders, the restorers of the future church. And I think the future church is going to look better and it's going to look different because of this. But there's definitely some rebuilding, some restoring uh, that is required right now. And uh, let me tell you why. First of all, probably given the opportunity or out of the opportunity created by COVID, believers have been more brainwashed by the deluge of, uh, of uh, pressure and noise and news and media and attitudes in our culture than ever before. Let me explain how COVID made that opportunity. It it shut us down immediately. We couldn't meet. You know, I'm not telling you things you don't know, but we couldn't meet in person. So we went online. This is the story. This is how it happened. We went online, and initially there was a lot of enthusiasm from believers and unbelievers, and literally churches like ours were getting thousands of views and so on and so forth. And that went on for a few months somewhere around in the summer of 2020 most people's view viewer inch if that's even a word uh number of views fell off a cliff and what started to happen in church life as i've talked to people is kids were struggling to engage with things that were done in zoom or online or uh, or streamed uh, and some adults just didn't feel it was real it's hard to worship in your house. It, you know, there's, there's a lot of things about the digital version of church that is not very satisfactory. Uh, and some people weren't engaged in any kind of small group life. Just they hadn't chosen to be before. Uh, and, now, and now they weren't plugged in communi community really in any way at all, uh, other than maybe talking with a few friends, which is also good. All right. Remember that, that, that that's good. Uh, but it was very, very limited what we could do. In the meantime, we are out there in some form or other. We're still working. We're still trying to 
get school lessons into our kids as kids get back to school. We're, we're devouring Netflix like crazy. And this culture that we live in is brainwashing us in every Netflix show, every every school lesson, going to work or being in a work environment. This this consumeristic, self-centered, God-excluding culture is at us. It's no wonder thousands are reviewing their faith and deconstructing their faith. And I want to say that in the build back, I want to say this, in the build back, I believe there is some reconstruction of reconstruction of our, our, our faith message. It's It's been good to do some of this re-examining. What's not good is to stay deconstructed. To quote a friend of mine, we've got to reconstruct from our deconstruct. So it's no wonder that this pressure on our minds, uh, we, uh, when we have not had the advantage of the refreshing shower of Holy Spirit gathering together to worship, to to hear preaching, whatever, that the world didn't get washed off us. It just kept speaking to us, speaking to us, speaking to us, and it, and it tells us this stuff. It tells us that we that we are who we believe we are. It tells us that. We, it's all down to our effort to transform our lives. Fundamentally, the world is legalistic and striving. And, and, and this is coming at us and undermining us and discouraging us. And we're in this lockdown where we've been told to stay safe and look after one another and all that, which we just desperately needed to do. But after a while, being told to stay safe starts to become anti-faith because faith is risk. So some of us who are a little more cautious, like, oh, stay safe. I just wanted someone to give me permission to stay safe my whole life. But you know what? The gospel is risk. <laughs> Faith is risk. Uh, and, and we could just get lulled by the stay safe message into this safe place that's actually not very healthy for us. Again, we're being brainwashed. And then against the church have been, it feels like it's intensified during that COVID series series even season is the hot button issues hot covid itself became a hot button issue in any single church you could have people on the one hand who are very accepting of the government science and lead on this and happy and on the other side saw it as as some potentially conspiracy and and were very skeptical and quoted other sources and uh, you know don't don't want to have a vaccine and you have this, oh, this tension that potentially can divide you, and it's not over any kind of doctrinal issues, or it's about a position you take in the midst of a really traumatic time. And try as I might, I've tried to make it okay in our environment, whichever bit of this you of this spectrum you sit on. But people find it very difficult to live with one another in that so we had that going on we've had the the gender fluidity thing going on we've had we've now got obviously we've got climate change we've got racism all these were really brought into our into our attention with force over this last year and a half or so and believers have different perspectives on all of those issues and it's they are potentially things to divide us but actually, none of it is greater than the thing that unites us. And the, there's way, way more things that unite us. And 
some of those issues, those hot button issues are are hot button issues. They're the buttons that the enemy is pressing to make us more scared and more divided. And we need to work our way through what do we think of these things? What's a good biblical perspective? What's the mind of God? Rather than run around after the latest hot button issue that comes across our, our news feed, and we end up dancing to a tune that is not heaven's tune, and we get out of peace, we get out of kilter, and we get brainwashed once again into this me-centered, consumeristic, God-skeptic society that we live in. So I believe we're coming into a time where it's time to get and see God turn your mourning into joy and, and praise to come into your heart instead of a faint spirit and, 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 and remember that you're beautiful to him and, and that that will give you strength to be a rebuilder, to help gather the, the broken down stones, to help gather the people that, that have struggled and build the thing together, build it up, build it stronger, build it better. And, and in the rebuild phase, I think then we are going to be looking at a number of things. One is the, 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 the gathered church has been mightily challenged. By that, I mean bigger gatherings of people. And yet it's very, very biblical to do that. But the intention, as I understand the New Testament, was never that that was the only thing we did. And, and, and that the small group fellowship or the house fellowship was a very strong feature of the early church. It's recorded through acts and i think i know for us we've sought to recover some of that through covid so that our small group structure has got stronger and long may that continue and long may that be seen to be a, a strong and useful and powerful development of an expression of church life and this church life is is potent and, and and that's important, but it doesn't exist on its own because what happens in small group is more intimate, it's more personal, and you get to contribute. No, no, that's absolutely true. And it's very important that we all feel that we're seen, we contribute to the wider body, to other people. But the larger thing gives us exposure to more people. Uh, there's definitely a corporate encounter that certainly we've experienced you get exposed to bigger gifts bigger teaching gifts bigger preaching gifts bigger healing gifts bigger prophetic gifts and you get to see a broader range of people that you wouldn't always necessarily choose to be with and that's actually really good for us because that works out whether our faith is a load of tosh and fake, or if we know how to get on with awkward people, it's a fundamental sign of being a Christian, is, is loving people that are not easy for us to necessarily love. So come on, get in there amongst people who you don't always agree with or find it difficult to be around. So we've got to embrace both of those, but they can look different, they can be experimental, they can be augmented and helped and developed by online content. That doesn't go away, and I think the the church has a huge outcome of COVID. Is the church is starting to inhabit the the digital space and learn how to do a good job of doing that. And boy, do we need to do that. We can change the world through the digital platforms in ways that I don't 
even comprehend. But for us, it means we're redesigning the way that we we do a Sunday gathering. We're we're thinking it through differently. We're making preachers short, preachers shorter. We're making space for fellowship. We're making space for we for the thing we've missed the most, which is worship and presence. Those things are vital. How they look, you know, we can we can move that thing around. That's absolutely not a problem. And I think. The other bit of the rebuilding that's happening is a really good look at some some of the difficult questions that our standard Western evangelicalism didn't want us to ask and didn't have an answer for. And, and for that, you'd need to listen to some of my other podcasts, stuff on the incarnation and so on, uh, because I do think we're going through a bit of a revolution uh, still a biblical Christianity, but a fresh set of eyes that's willing to a- ask and answer some of the questions we just would ignore previously. So we're, it's time to, to get refreshed, time to be strengthened, and then help strengthen others, build others, attend, you know, reorientate your life. The trouble with the brainwashing season is it's orientated us in this way it's made us go you know what i've survived without church so now church gathered church so why do i need to re-engage with it as vigorously as i used to that's a false premise you think you survived but by what measure whose measure what's going on inside you jesus said he would build his church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it the whole point of that is that it's a people built together and that together they're stronger than they are apart. So as soon as we're apart, we're not as strong as when we're together. And the culture just kind of washes through us and washes through us to the point that we think it's okay to not prioritise an hour and a half a week to worship God with other people, to actually think that that's all right as a conviction is probably the result of being washed by the culture rather than inspired by the scripture because the scripture is pretty clear that we need to do that now given that what i've just said that there's the space to morph that but and change that and i think we are experimenting with that all all over the nation and it's a good thing but 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 the point is as a believer you and i What's the problem with prioritising an hour and a half or something of our week to worship Jesus with other believers, to, to give to God our best, to make that a priority, to re-establish that in our calendars and push other things aside so that we've made that, he sees that priority of our heart to worship. I know, I've been a pastor a long time, I know that there's lots of people rarely read their Bibles, there's lots of people pray a few minutes in the car on the way to work and that's the spiritual content of their lives and okay god bless you in that but you know at some point in the week it's really healthy to get exposed to teaching to exhortation to other believers to people who are a bit more vigorous than you to an encounter with god with worship someone giving you a prophetic word praying over your life etc 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 the life-giving shower of the church washes the dirt of the world off you and helps you and I uh, get debunked from the culture that is constantly at us to 
dismantle church, dismantle faith, and just walk as individuals who believe what we want to believe, go where we want to go, uh, say what we want to say. We're, we're, we're different to that. We're better than that. We, we have Jesus inside us. We have the Holy Spirit inside us. We have the Father inside us. He, every prophecy God made of your life still stands. It's still real. It's still, it's still vital. Um, dear folks, this, this is a, a key season for the church in the West. I believe personally we're going to come out of it more awesome than when we went in. But this is definitely a rebuild phase. This is definitely a reconstruct phase. And I want to urge you, shake off the brainwashing, shake off the lethargy, allow the Holy Spirit to freshly inspire you and get engaged with building the new the, in this new season. God bless you. I want to pray, Father, for everybody who gets to listen to this, that you would restore their joy, restore their energy, Father God, that you would restore their sense of identity and their, their own stability in you would be would be mightily strengthened, that they would re-engage with vigour in building the church, in building it up, in building up one another, in serving one another, in reaching the lost. And just a point to round us off here, as I'm just praying, uh, one of the other things that's happening across certainly across our nation is literally thousands of people are getting saved um and getting reports nearly everywhere i talk to even churches that have really struggled are seeing people saved and some of the evangelists are seeing them saved by the hundreds and hundreds and this is very exciting this is the time the church needs to stand up and be strong because the harvest is ready i i think i think the devil would love us to stay down and out right at the moment where we have a nation that's hungry for the answers that we carry and the reality that we have. So come on, guys, remember who you are and let's bring in the harvest. God bless you. Thank you for listening. Find us on Instagram, Facebook or search Hope Church Glasgow on your favourite podcast player.